Anywhere specifically? PEI. Like I want to go to Prince Edward Island. Right. You know what PEI is Canadian? It is not. Um, See, Canada is that big people that we don't know what's yeah. on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not Polish. Teasing. Fried. What starts with I? Insects or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Prince Edward Island. Yeah, no, I just, I'd love to get over that way because it's, it's, it's just so fascinating. I mean, like the States, you go from one side to the other and it's like mannerisms, even accents. I mean, all kinds of things are different, right? Yes. No, so they're cool. completely different. I mean, you even think about when I travel to the States, right? And again, it can be just going across the border to Seattle, not that yeah. far. The accents yeah. aren't, that, it's, aren't, that, aren't that different, but there's a lot of people that move to the West Coast, to Seattle, because they can't cross into Canada, so they get as West Coast as possible. Mm. You know, and Bellingham is not really as much as big of a city, and then Seattle is big, and then Portland right. is a lot further east. So I love Portland. Yeah. yeah. Oh so Portland, for me, I think I didn't get the, the best experience, because we actually stayed in the right part of town. We did go around to different areas. We did drive around. But I don't know what it was. I didn't connect to Portland, and I don't know why. How old were you? This was only about, I would say, five years ago, maybe. Okay. And so, the reason I ask, but you don't, but that's the thing. You don't drink. I don't right? drink. No. So, and I shouldn't say, like, no, Portland's, Portland's great anyway, because it has, you know, there's a lot of, um, just the... That, that real hipster vibe. I mean, that is Portland. Like there's a lot of, you know, really cool places and, um, you know, there's a lot of cool art there and, you know, secondhand stores that are really funky and all those kinds of things. Yeah. But it has a huge craft beer. Yes. I have heard um, that. Yeah. Heard that because my mother loves craft beer that like, she's a huge dark and stormy kind of. Yeah. Drinker. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that when we did go, she was definitely curious to go through the microbreweries, which I can't remember if we did much or not. Because one, I don't. There's I don't so drink. many of them and there. It's just two of us, right? Yeah. But certainly, wherever we dined out, restaurants we checked out, definitely she did help herself to a healthy amount, not an unhealthy amount, but a healthy amount of uh, beer <laughs> options, mom, if you're watching. <laughs> But yeah, yes. she loves her darks and stormies, her her IPAs. I do too. Oh, yeah. your mom and I would get along in that respect. Yeah, totally. And you guys think I can join you, the two of you? And Adore it. Whatever. Well, too bad you can't bear DD, but <laughs> I'm rubbing in your face now. <laughs> bear, bear D. What's bear DD? DD. DD, you're destined to drive. Yeah. No, I can be <laughs> the cheerleader though. That's true. And That's I true. Carry a growler for kombucha. You're DC. You're DC. Designated yeah. cheerleader. Designated cheerleader and kombucha drinker. Love it. Designated kombucha drinker. DKD. Perfect. We can add it as perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Oh, goodness. Yeah. No, I'm, oh, man, I miss it. I actually just the other day had a pang of just missing going to the States, missing, missing traveling, like not just traveling, not just getting on a plane, going anywhere, but just because the States is so close to us and just how yeah. easy it, it has been for us just to cross the border. Yeah. Um, I, I miss that. I really do. Like there's a, you know, so yeah. this, I, this, yeah. Well, there's, there, I think there's a lot of pandemic fatigue with people that are naturally travelers that do want to travel more that are not used to being as cooped up. 
And there are some people that are traveling for business as well. And then they have to quarantine when they return back to their home. And that's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting how that works. But I think when it comes to our society right now, how we're living, how things are shifting and adjusting, it's crazy how it hasn't been that long. Like if we look in the whole spectrum of our lives and we think that it was from last March, I guess we're coming up to a year. When we hit this one year mark, even if it's not going to go fully away, I am pretty confident that there will be enough medical research or vaccinations put out or alternative solutions that we'll start to see some restrictions lifted even if it isn't until summer of next year certainly there will be some things that will open up i would hope yeah i i'm hoping too i mean it's it is it's interesting there's two things i want to say about that number one it's 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 funny because you're right it really hasn't been that long although what i what i mean um that it's funny is in the sense that people people are saying, oh, I'm just over it. I'm so over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm like, you know what? We're all tired of it, but you can't really, it's, you can't really just be over it and forget about doing the, you know, doing your part in, in staying safe for, if it's not even just for yourself or other people, like you're, it's, it's still happening. It is so happening. You know, and, and I get like how frustrating it is um, for, you know, how we feel like life was normal and now it's not our normal life right now but i mean come on like be a little bit more patient like that's where it's people's patience it really really allows you to see how people have no patience for these kinds of things too yeah and then the other i was gonna say something else the other thing is um yeah the other thing is i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and then she said you know what i think it's just gonna go away I think it's just going to be gone. Like it's going to be like, and I don't, I haven't done my research on this, but she's like, you know, like with this, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily true, but with like the Spanish flu, like those things. And it just, it is all of a sudden it was just gone. And I said, I'm like, I, I don't think that's the case in this one. Like, I really don't. I feel like no, it'll, if anything, it'll mutate. I mean, and it, this is the thing. It's everybody's best guess because it is so, it's still so new. It is. I mean, yeah. yes, they're, they, they know way more about it than they did in March, but you know, the fact is that it, well, I think the, the key thing, and I'm not saying that this is the case to the others. Cause I mean, those of you that know me, I don't really read. I just don't. Um, unless if it's like on my phone scrolling through social media, then sure. But I don't like think yeah. and read or read an mm-hmm. article. I hear about it because everyone else is going to talk about it. So why read it? Um, <laughs> my point for that statement is I have heard that with COVID, because coronavirus is not a new virus. It's a virus that's been existing yes. in animals and other um, life forms, I guess is a good way to put it. So that's the point is that it's not like something that came out of nowhere. This is a right. strand of the coronavirus that somehow was mutated or wherever it came from, it came from. Therefore, it's not going to go away, but our ability to have immunity or to have medicine and vaccinations to make us immune to the virus or getting it in that intensity where it could be fatal or life-threatening or debilitating after yeah. having it, yeah. I mean, that's the key difference. And totally. 
as long as we're sensible and we're careful, and I know that there are lots that are and still have gotten, fought, and recovered from it, and without any aftermath, long-term chronic health issues, it's one of those things that it's kind of like you're running and walking and you can't see the enemy. You can't see the cause of what's making someone feel affected, and mm-hmm. yet you still need to be aware of the fact that it's there. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels well. That's the you're right, and that's the funny thing, like because it, it is it's invi- it's invisible to the naked eye, right? Yes. So that's why it's it's hard to see. For some people, I think it's hard to see the threat if they're if they haven't gone through it themselves or they haven't had someone else go through it. So it's not it's it's almost the same as us going to war, but with war, I mean, you're seeing the threat. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So like with um you know, back to bring up the Holocaust again, but like that's a different kind of, yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I know. It's really bizarre how we think about how things just trend and how we can correlate them to something that happened prior. And yet it's nothing that's really, I don't know, maybe I'm desensitized from it now because of where we, where I live at least. And Mm -hmm. even though you're in a more remote area, what I do. What? Exactly. I guess desensitized in the sense that I've gotten used to how I need to live as a human in our society, in our culture with the pandemic happening. Ah, okay. Most like I've kind of gotten used to it, even though I know like wearing a mask, like if I'm working, I'm wearing a mask for eight hours, eight and a half hours of the day. I haven't had to do that quite yet until recently. And that's something where I realized Mm. this is something that is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, because my profession didn't require that as an ultimatum, like if I was a frontline worker or I worked in a test lab of some sort, that's something that I'm not used to and everyone else as well. Like that's something that makes me realize it's still the pandemic. Like this is just part of our cultural norm now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and you touched on something like it's, uh, you know, humans actually are much more adaptable than we give ourselves credit for. You know, like we'll adapt. We yeah. will. We'll, we'll like what you just said, like, you know, you were, you were kind of desensitized, but you know, now, now we're just getting used to this new normal and people will eventually adapt. So like, yeah, it's very weird. I mean, today uh, we went into Kelowna and we did some like actually for the first time in a while, we did some retail shopping, like just went into a couple of stores and yeah. I went to a record store that I was super, I haven't been to a record store in like months and months and I was super excited but you know we put our masks on the owner was wearing a mask and it's still it's still strange like I'm not totally used to that uh not seeing people's you know expressions I mean you can have your smize of course which I'm not very good at (laughs) voice as well makes a big difference yes yeah for sure but um yeah very strange I'm like it's so dry up here oh my god my eyeballs are it's the weather up here, Okanagan comparable to Vancouver on the coast and being more moist and humid with the rain and those kinds of things, humidity. Yeah. You like that word moist? I just think it just, it just hits you right in the eye. It sure does. (laughs) Maybe I wish it would. No, just kidding. Lubricate my eye a bit. (laughs) Jesus. Continue story. I shouldn't interrupt you. Go ahead. No, there was no, there was no real story to that. No real story to that, folks. Just when you're wearing contact lenses, your eyes get dry anyway. I'll right. Take a close up of me. Well, that's nice. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Love it. Anywho, 
Um, what I really kind of wanted to do with you is to look back at our journals from when we were kids. Remember that? I do remember those. Yeah. I just thought it would be kind of fun to do something like that and actually, you know, just see kind of where I think it's a lot of people keep journals. I'm going, I'm not, I'm kind of cutting my, myself off here in a second. Um, a lot of people keep journals, but do you ever look back at what you've written? I have in the past, but when you and I were, talking, I don't do that enough. When we were yeah. talking about doing this in one of our get the know us episodes as well. When I went and looked through what I had from high school or prior, I never threw those out because I was, I'm an archivist. So I always wanted to keep my, my memories. I've so kept I, it. Yeah. A few that I look forward to kind of reading through for the first time and realize, Oh my God, like, wow. That's yeah. Brain thought. I don't. And some things you write and you remember, and some things you write and you literally do not remember when you pull no. back. Out. No. And I think like it's. I think it's so important. You know, people that keep journals all the time or diaries, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's. It is very important. I think to look back, even even on things that you wrote a year ago, like like currently, because you need to see. Like for somebody like myself or like yourself, you know, dealing with and going through the stages of anxiety and coping and surviving and all that kind of stuff. And the things that I write, like I need to look back and say, wow, there was progress. Actually there was progress. It's really, really hard sometimes to see it in the moment mm -hmm. um, or about yourself, but to look back and actually reread those things and, and realize you really, it's, it's really important. I think to reread certain things that you've written. Yeah. If it's only just to see what your, what your progress might be. Mm -hmm those kinds of things. So, well, and I'll also add to that. I mean, for someone like you and me, I'm someone that's changing constantly, both, both by mm. choice and just by circumstance of just the, the way that I've been given, I guess, my life. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I always kind of, kind of joke around, but I'm serious. Like I look at like a day, like a week, a week, like a month, a month, like a year and so forth. So even though time is an illusion, it is an illusion because I, you know, I've lived such a long life already, yet I look back at key moments in my life, let's say losing weight, losing mm -hmm. sibling, whatever it might be. And you think, oh my gosh, like it was that long ago or mm -hmm. sentimental things like sense, like hearing something that's familiar, smelling something. Oh gosh. Yeah. Something that's familiar. Um, anything like that so like a song on the radio like spice girls right something that's like in our 90s or even if you are we have a decade apart these are things that were still relevant to us at the same time regardless of how old or young we were mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. Mm -hmm. that's so true yeah no and it's britney spears album came out when i was in first grade and that was like everything <laughs> oh god <laughs> mm -hmm. you mean the hit me baby one more time album yeah, isn't that? I think the song. I think Lucky is on that as well. She's so lucky. Oh God! Whatever. Never ever by All Saints. I knew. Everything. Oh God! Yeah. That's never cool. ever have I ever felt so sad. I don't know all those lyrics now, but goodness gracious, I forgot about them. But I remember sitting in like the back seat of whatever, whoever's car I was in, my mom or like a babysitter, and it would come on like Z95. Yeah. I would like have my own like solo and stuff. I never wanted to be a performer, but I just remember like, oh my God. And my, I'd, I'd be like, 
you know, I was a lip syncer. I totally lip sank that whole ship down into the depths of the because I do love not it. have talent for singing. <laughs> love it. I love it. Forward, but not singing. I've never been very good at memorizing Neither things. Have I. Memorizing lyrics, memorizing like I and actually the one the few things that I have memorized have been things from musicals when I was really little. So things because my parents, I was so exposed to musical theater as a kid, like my parents would take me to their auditions all the time. One of my first memories, actually, have you heard of Little Shop of Horrors? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you seen the movie? Like a lot of people may have maybe have seen the movie with Rick Moranis. Like, okay, watch the movie. It's super kitschy. It's bizarre. Um, definitely a bizarre musical. But anyway, my first memory, because my father, he always would play Seymour, which was like the main mm-hmm. character in the show and so my that was my dad's part in a few different um productions of it in toronto where i was born um i just remember being in a stroller so i must have been like we moved when i was three and a half so i must have been like two three maybe and i have this like distinct memory of sitting in a stroller and this is how strange my some of some of my stuff was growing up with musical theater parents sitting in a stroller and looking up and seeing tentacles coming down from the ceiling in the theater because at the end of the show, because it had to do with a plant that talked, okay. right? I don't know if you know the, the premise of it. I have no, no But problem. like a plant that supposedly came from outer space and it got massive and it started to like, it basically got, so, I'm not spoiling this for anyone, it's like a really old musical. <laughs> the plant got so big that he ended up having to eat people. Oh. Like it's weird. It's a really weird musical. So anyway, at the end of the musical, they would scare the crap out of the audience by dropping these tentacles from the ceiling <laughs> over the audience. So right. as a two and a half or three-year-old, my first memory that I can remember is looking up in a stroller, seeing tentacles dangling. Jesus. The <laughs> <laughs> so does this translate to anything in terms of anything that has tentacles in it? Or like right? For you, like Daddy Longlegs, spiders. Schmeckles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is like my favorite word. So I don't know. Um, that's very, no, I was never, I never had a fear of really of spiders or anything like that. But um, yeah, those are some, and then, and then just go, going back to things to like memorization. Right. I, just, I remember these, like every word to some of the most obscure songs in musicals. And maybe one day I will sing my rendition of it, but like, like obscure, it's not, yeah, very, very strange. Very strange, unique, interesting upbringing, nice. for sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, you would have loved. Sorry, but you would have loved it. I just realized, did. You ever like dressing up as a kid? Yeah, I did actually. I used to. I actually dressed as a girl for Halloween okay. when I was eight and when I was nine, and I actually brought that outfit to elementary school. I remember that very clearly, actually. Interesting. I did, but I was so, never into drag, which is very bizarre now because I have no interest in makeup, no interest in that. The only time that I can recall that I was into some makeup was when I was like around four, five, six, when I would go to makeup stores with my mom. Yeah. And I would want to use the nail polish samples. I would want to use the eyeshadow and put it on my hand. Yeah. So that was a bit of a, a signal there. But then the other time is when I was about 15 and I was obsessed with going into MAC mm. and or Sephora and getting pink bubblegum uh, lip plump, like lip gloss. Lip oh, plump. yeah. To plump your lips. Because I wanted to pump my lips up. So I always oh. got tons of samples. And I was like, oh my God, can I have this? And 
of course, like they're not going to say no, but even more so because they could see this was like a younger male that was effeminate that was exploring their sexuality, their self expression. And so, of course, they love that. And so they right. wanted to celebrate. So, I know Joke had like a whole like stack of like little, little like disc samples of like pink lip gloss. Yeah. And, um, then I realized what it actually does it gives you an allergic reaction. On the- <laughs> that's right? And I was that's like, why. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to be doing this. And then I became a little less effeminate oriented and then of course stopped using it. But yeah. And speaking, so just going back to you um, dressing up for school. So did you, did you dress as a girl going to school or you just brought the dress with you or you were, were you wearing it? What did I do? I think I, I don't think I wore any feminine clothing. I definitely wore a wig that was most certainly would appear that you think you were a female if you, they saw you with the wig on right was my hairstyle more than that I don't think I wore makeup um, I just wonder just because you know at that time that was gosh what was that early 2000s for you it been 2000 I mean maybe like yeah it would have been 2001 2002 yeah oh god I was just I graduated high school in 2001 <laughs> but yeah. my my question well I think and yeah did anybody ridicule you or like how what did it what was it like um um i don't remember any negative experience around it which i'm very thankful for that's amazing i might even you know what i'm just thinking i might have even been in grade one or grade two i'm just thinking about like just really looking back and i you know what those that are interested, when you are reading nonverbal communication or language and eye contact, when we look up, we're trying to think about things from our past from thinking in our brain. Mm. And when we look to either direction, it's to our sensory organ. So if we're hearing mm. something, we dart left and right. If we're looking for a taste or for um, or for smell or for taste, we tend to look down. That's fascinating. Isn't that I feel like I feel like I do that. Like if I'm thinking, maybe that's like I, when I if I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking I, my eyes do go up and I almost, I almost feel like I do that because I also don't want any distractions. Like I can't handle the, maybe the, you know, but the you about human, visual distractions. But think about human awareness when we are in fear or we're assessing a high risk situ- situation. We hear a siren. We always perk our ears up and we dart left and right to make sure our surroundings are safe. Mm-hmm. So wired animal instincts. So as far as like, dressing as a girl and using that as a one reference of experience to that, um, I do think it was mainly just the hair. I don't remember wearing women's clothing or dresses. It was mainly just the hair, but I yeah. still had the personality and I definitely did some makeup, I think for sure. Maybe nail polish mainly, but yeah. We're so, you know, honestly, we're so lucky to live where we live. Um, just well I mean and with that being said I mean even when around the same time that you're talking about I was graduating high school like I just remember even when I was it was in 2001 and there and and you know there were uh, one or two people that maybe came out at that point but boy did they hide it a lot like and it wasn't even um and a lot of people didn't even really necessarily come out until after high school till they felt safe um to really do so so it was yeah it's 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 very it's interesting how things have definitely changed and i'm so happy they have but just imagine living somewhere else because i can't yeah i really can't and you know i it's funny because i say this uh i've said this to a number of people right. um what i'm about to say my mom's brother is gay and i grew up with a gay uncle so when i was 
since I was a baby, right? And I don't think I ever really knew or could differentiate because it was just so normal for me in my life. Um, I just was like, okay, yeah, Uncle Reed, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll say the names. I'm like, should I say names? <laughs> Uncle, whatever, Uncle, Uncle Reed and Dieter. Um, yeah, okay, they, they stay in the same bedroom. Like, I've got uncles, like, that's pretty cool. Like, I just, I, I never thought about it. It's something that just, I just grew up with, right? Which I really hope that as much as possible that the, that kind of association and... I didn't question it, never questioned it, right. ever, right. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we can always continue to recondition. If we have to recondition, then recondition our knowledge base of just being human and all the factors that tend to separate us when we really don't need to separate for the most part. Of course, we will, we will try to, but there are some things that we don't need to. And that is one situation we should not have to separate. No, I agree. And there's something I wanted to, and this is sort of off top. Well, not really off topic, but, um, related. It, this is definitely related. And the reason I'm bringing this story up is because I, I gave the example of my uncles to this person. And that's why I'm thinking about it. But I was in Seattle um, for my sister Staggett. This was, oh, I don't know, gosh, like five years now, maybe. And we just happened to go and we didn't realize it was also the same weekend as Gay Pride in Seattle as Pride. And we and then when we realized it, we're like, oh, my God, this is great. We can go to the parade you know, a parade in the States, like, that's cool. Like we've never experienced a pride parade anywhere, but Vancouver really. Um, so we ended up going to a gay bar and there was drag and it was like, it was just the perfect, it just happened to be all these things that we love. My sister loves all that stuff. It was great. But anyway, so we go and part of the night, this, this guy comes up to me and he starts like, um, scolding me and he says oh you all of you you know women coming here into our space with your stagettes and like it's just like you're you know you're you're just using our space for your parties but you're not like actually here for the right reasons you it's almost like you're ridiculing us and I I mean mind you I had a few drinks <laughs> but I just started bawling bawling like it was just it came out of nowhere to me and it's actually kind of want to have this conversation with you i know hmm. you don't necessarily frequent bars or clubs but just as a okay. but in the um, as a community member yeah you know yeah and so i just wonder what you what you think about that but i i just started crying and i was like look like first of all i'm sorry you feel that way and i i i'm just i genuinely am sorry that you have those feelings that are just so so intense and especially like feeling that you they're so intense that you had to speak up and tell a stranger that even though I wasn't even you know I wasn't harming you and I didn't think I was in any way and then the reason I also said to him I was like look I've grown up with with gay uncles like I have I have so much respect for your community it is nothing like you know we just wanted to come and have a good time and integrate with people and hopefully feel like you know that we um you know, want to support and, you know, so anyway, it was, it was very interesting, but I think it, it hurt. It hurt me because yeah. I never, ever thought of myself as that kind of a person. Did you, now you might not recall, but when, Just are you saying that. that that's what you said to them and then did they give a response or you, that was your inner monologue? No, that's what I said to him. So what was his response? Can you recall? He felt horrible, actually. Okay. No, he did. He felt horrible he I don't think he was expecting my response it's funny because I wasn't expecting that and then he wasn't expecting my response so 
Yeah. And so we actually ended up like hugging it out and he bought me a drink. And then we, we had like a, a really long conversation. Like he felt, cause he wasn't expecting me to burst into tears. No, <laughs> no. Cause they're used to re a retaliation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so then I thought, and now I'm only thinking this now, like back to the fact that it was the States too, the U S um, maybe yeah. like, I don't feel like you'd get that kind of reaction maybe in Canada or in Vancouver, but I, would think, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, but so I also kind of, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Cause I didn't even know that story about you. No, I, I haven't really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's very, that's very good to get that off your chest. And secondly, I also think about if you were to flip it on the table, though, this person realized that your intentions were pure and they did what they could to make sure they um they took accountability for their their misuse of action but i oh, also, yeah. but yeah. i also rec i also look at the fact okay but what if you have um allies that are men that are hetero mm -hmm. but they're completely they love being in that environment as well whether if it's to pick up women that are more inclusive as well or bisexual mm -hmm. whatever or are you going to be discriminatory to those men or are you going to be attracted to those men because you know that you they're not attracted to you per se, but you are interested in the fact that they are something that you want, but you know, you can have. So are you going to just flirt with these straight men as well? And then not yeah. the females that are in the environment, you can yeah. turn it on its devil's advocate. And I'm not saying that they would, but I guarantee you, if you ask enough of the people in those environments, they most likely would say, oh yeah, bring more straight men. in." of course, if they're not going to, of course, if they're not hostile, but they're allies, yeah, bring more men in. So right. as a, and then you get all complex and think, is this a gender orientation thing? Is this a sexual orientation matter? Is it neither? You know? Well, that's the thing. And like, loaded. Oh, it's uh, scenario, which I'm very fascinated by the psychology of it and the community and the community and the history of the culture too. 100%. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, unfortunately it was a moment where I was, fairly inebriated. So I don't, I don't recall too much, but I was, you know, when that happened, I definitely got extremely lucid and extremely yeah. in touch with the moment because it just totally threw me off. Yeah, for sure. Off balance. Um, just because I, yeah, I've, like I said, I've never considered myself in that category of what, where he was putting me. And then I think after realizing having this conversation with somebody whom, you know, he just had this, this, uh, I don't know, this, this thought of whom he thought I was, and then literally f turning and flipping him, flipping it on his head, being like, this is the wrong person to talk to you about your, your grievances, or maybe it was the right person. You know what? I think it was meant to happen just the way it did. Yeah, because, you know, I feel like, um, I mean, the poor guy, I mean, man, like, he had a lot, he had a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of Think about you know, what he might have been through coming right out. exactly and that's that's why i started with you know even though i was crying i do remember starting with i am so sorry that you feel that way that you feel you know the that way that you do that you have to express yourself um yeah in that manner so anyway yeah well no first of all i appreciate you sharing that and i think that ties in really nicely when we think about memories and we think about um, maybe like writing our memories or our journals, things like that. Cause those are types of, types of things that we might reflect upon verbally, like you just did. And also mm -hmm. some things might be written that are, you know, so close to us back then and maybe still now to us or maybe not. 
So oh, I'm actually yeah. gonna, cause I have my journals on my kitchen counter, which no one can see in the camera if they're watching. So I'm going to grab those and take a second. And, then and you know what we'll do it. Why don't we do a little pause sure. of yep. the video? So, cause I can, we can actually do that on zoom here. So I'm going to pause the recording because I'm going to go find mine. Cause it might take me a few extra minutes and I don't want everyone just to sit there and twiddle their thumbs and then potentially turn off and be like, fuck this. I don't want to wait. And we don't have any like theme music yet, which is coming. No, right, exactly. Like, you know, standby. <laughs> commercial break or sponsors. Yeah. Maybe Mark Marin will sponsor us one day. Oh. Hello, Mark. Here's your face. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. I yeah, yeah. And scene. Yeah. Um no, I'm wearing I'm wearing his shirt. That's why the shirt I got in the mail. It's much larger than I thought it would be. But if I'm getting on a different It's a great shirt and it's really comfortable and it's super soft cotton. Like I really enjoy it. But the photo on the on the the internet, on the interwebs, on the interwebs was small. Like I thought, okay, let's be like in between my chest, like between my boobs, my non existent boobs, boobsicles. What's that? You mean the logo, like the screen print is larger than you thought, but not, not. Yes. No. Yes. This, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. I'm pointing. I know I just f figured you could, you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, the actual logo, his face on my shirt, but it's huge. He wants to motorboat you all the time. No kidding. Mark, seriously. Yeah. Look at that stash. That's, yeah. I was going to say, look at that sexy stash. Look at that sash. Sash. Stash. <laughs> gracious. Okay. We're going to pause for a sec here <laughs> on that sexy stash note which is not even a thing i'm into it's funny i don't like facial hair right. but there's something something about marin man anyway okay pause <laughs> and we're back we back he is back so yes. we are back um i went into my storage space upstairs and had to crawl around some mouse poop no just kidding <laughs> 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 we live in an old house you guys but seriously um what i did find <laughs> so my dad was an actor he um had the same agent as devon sawa i don't know if you know who that is no, i don't for those that um i'm sorry hero but i might date myself but for those who um particularly live in vancouver probably and had crushes on like the team beat magazine guys in the magazines in like the 90s my dad got devon sawa to sign his headshot for me can you see that oh. too rachel and look at this sticker i put on it i know for those of you that aren't watching maybe you should watch now because there's like a teen beat magazine sticker that oh of God. his face that i put on that i don't know what this film is on this picture it's kind of got a hot set of lips i like the hair and, right but look at that look at that like he's trying to, X, looks, like, it looks like he's trying too hard to look serious. If Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. If you're remembering, <laughs> if you're watching this, you look great. Oh, Devin Sawa. I'm going to tag you in this on, on uh, social potentially. <laughs> so that's my, that's my first share. What is your share? Cause I have, a, I have a bunch of funny shares here, but go ahead. Please. Okay, so I'm going to show the front and then I'm going to read it because it, it's harder to see, but this is the front of a journal. Okay. That I had in high school. And so it says, Hero, Hero Prince, Inspiration, Expose Myself to Stimuli Journal. 
And then, un- and then underneath, okay. it says confessions of a gay Canadian Jewish teenager, unemployed, parentally financed, <laughs> queer teen in Vancouver, BC. That's the front title of... Holy Toledo, of the which I can't see, parts. unfortunately, but yeah, I took your word for it. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, and then on the back, um, I wrote... Longest title day. ever. This is my life. And you can see a ton of scribbles and yes. different kinds of expressions of contour and oh, line. Oh, didn't we all doodle? I doodled so yeah. bad. Wow. So that's wow. my first share. But my gosh, there is <laughs> lots and lots of writing in this little red book that I know I'm going to do. I want to hear. I do want to hear some of it. And then the, la- the next thing I will share is, um, like, do you know who Robert Munch is? I know the name, yeah. So, like, I had these little books as a kid, like these tiny yes. little books. Yeah. So, like, so the Paperbag Princess, The Boy in the Drawer. Like, I just found those in my little, there isn't little one, trunk. There isn't one called The Boy in the Closet? Right? What, yeah, The Boy the boy in the Drawer. <laughs> the Boy in the Closet. That would be the, the more modern-day version of this. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what this boy in the drawer was doing, but he was having having a good time in that drawer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like another memory I just thought of. Goosebumps. <gasps> yes. Um, Beverly Cleary because Ralph the motorcycle mouse. That was that's an old. Now this is I think from the seventies. Was like hand me down from my brother. Um, but these are yeah. What does it say? Probably nineteen seventy something. Uh, and someone's going to be like, no, that was the seventies, but I think it was, Oh no, it was 82. Never mind, 82. Oh. Okay. I thought it was, yeah, so it was in the seventies then. No, not quite. And then Judy Bloom, that's Judy, Judy Bloom was, was huge. So yes, those, sir. those are just a few little things there, but oh. yeah. And what's, is there anything in your little, in your little, in your, your journal with the longest title ever, <laughs> anything, There's anything so to share? Because I also have a journal here. So, so those that don't know me very well, mm-hmm. I w- expressed a lot through visual and performing art and a lot mm-hmm. with spoken word and free verse poetry. So mm-hmm. I wrote a lot and I had a lot of emotions and angst as a teenager through love, sexuality, first kisses, whatever you want to call it. And so a lot of my writing was inspired from that. I find when I'm in love or infatuated, my creativity, even like now, Right. When I was getting people through COVID, I noticed that was sparked when I'm in the mood. I can I can write as much love poetry as I wanted to. That's I did not know that about you. That's really I'm cool. A huge romantic when I really like someone, I love like, it. Like sickly romantic, and when I don't like someone or don't have a care in the world in a romantic sense, friends is different. But in terms of a romantic sense, you won't see it from me at all. And I'm very mm. much an Aquarius. That's something that Aquariuses are very known for is that. We're very on or off when it comes to dating. Like with like with love, I mean, not necessarily friends, but with dating. Wow. Okay, I'm an Aquarius as well. Oh yeah. By the way, everyone, um, your birthdays are a day apart from yeah. each other. Believe it or not, that's something else that's sort of almost a common because we both are Aquariuses too. But anyway. Okay. So this. Oh, I love this. So this is a some free verse, and for those that are listening or watching, I haven't read this since I've. <laughs> So I don't know what I'm going to love read. this. Okay. And okay. This, there's a woman actually in Vancouver or from BC named Sarah Bino, who became very famous for this and still does it. And it's called teen angst. 
like she would do performances in cafes and stuff pre-COVID. And I actually was on a queer version of this kind of special on Out TV in 2015. Yeah, you told me about that, about reading these types of entries. Yeah. Yes. 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 So I had one called My Real First Kiss. Um, this is not Okay, I do remember you saying that. Okay, yep. So what's the date of this? February 17th, 2009. Okay. 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 So how, you were how old? Um, I'm setting the stage. So I would have been 2010, 2009. So I would have been 17. Okay. Okay. Cool. Now I also need to give it a premise from this because I just kind of glanced down. Okay. So this is about a man and this man, and I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. I'm not afraid. This is way back. He was my youth worker. In okay. My youth group. Okay, this was after he had left and was not affiliated with the organization. So there was no contractual binding or anything in terms mm -hmm. of like us being affiliated from the same space. Mm -hmm. But I had met him through that space. And when they had left, because I was like my love at first sight when I had heard their, his voice and I went and stuff, I actually did pursue them. And mm. so we ended up having some intimacy and a lot of my first intimate experiences with anybody because i've never been with women was with this guy wow yeah wow yeah cool <laughs> so i'm gonna just read it cool okay go for it okay so it's called half-hearted hero prince and apparently i put a registered mark <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> hilarious. trademark okay, okay. so it's, this is how it starts I'm so caught up in this drama. The ratings are staggering. Not able to think straight, <laughs> no pun intended. But what am I supposed to do? Should I run? Do I hide? Whatever this feeling is, it's one I can't deny. Is it love? What if it is? My heart's in my throat, choking my living being. You advance on me, feels so natural. I'm the young virgin, you're the future full. I can't admit to you freely, the thought makes me flinch. Why can't you make the first move, sweep me off my feet, and this could be a cinch? You're the one for me, don't ask me how. Sometimes you just know he's the perfection I need. Without you, I'm solo, all alone, so meaningless. What's the point of feeling half-hearted, choking on my other side? Now that I've begun, it's all about, it's all but started. You're the one for me, you might never see it. All I'll do is continue to repeat it. What am I to manage, my heart or my head? My soul tells me one, and the core guides my logic. I love blank. <laughs> I fucking have since I first laid eyes on him. Yet in order for my own protection, I classify that I have deep loving emotion for him. I have to do this the right way in order to have the best chance of being in a committed LTR with another. I can't help but get attached easily. It's in my hypersensitive nature to want to, to want true love inside and out. Wow. 
crazy. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, I've, I've definitely written things like that before, for sure. Like I can recall, I definitely have written those kinds of, you know, love, love poems or love letters or however you want to, whatever you want to call them. Oh my goodness. But then on the same notes for this same entry though, I just looked at the other page. It says, make him a CD, create album art with my face, <laughs> the name, and the name in the mind's eye. Use music which tape. conveys the meaning of love spirit and how much he means to me. Be selective. Use male and female musicians and use different genres. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's so inclusive of you. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I have way more, but that's just that's just the that's just the first. Look at how many pages are in this. And I have like seven or eight of these different variations of books. I I all like I mean I'm just looking through some of these to see like what what's the juiciest or what's the <laughs> juiciest. <laughs> what's the what's the oh my god, I've look at these quotes I've put in. I've started to re, uh relate things to like Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates or like Right. The hell am I writing here? The truth is out here, is out there by the X Files. Oh, what is this about? Oh, that's I. I've got some sad things in here. Okay, well, the first I'll just read a little bit of the first one. So this is um, December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Okay, so I, I was, was thirteen. I was four. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> I was thirteen. Thirteen is an awkward ass age right awkward age like i'd say like 11 12 13 very awkward so um probably i feel like uh 96 december but i would have just been in grade eight okay okay so here we go again like hero i haven't i haven't read this um especially out loud in a long time dear journal today is so boring it's snowing Oh, wait, sorry, that is, oh, let's, let's try it again. That was bad. <laughs> the intonation was not there. Okay, wait. Dear Journal, today is so boring. It's snowing, at least. It's not fair. None of my friends, which basically includes about two or three, can do anything. They're all tied up, I guess, today. Sometimes I feel that maybe they just make up lame excuses for not hanging out with me. Especially since Cheryl seems, oh no, I just said a name. Um, I love you. No, I love you, Cheryl. No, this is like, actually, she was, oh, I love you so much. She was like one of my best friends. I didn't say anything. It wasn't anything mean about her. I just realized I said a name though. Um, I feel that maybe they just make up lame excuses for not hanging out with me, especially since blank seems to be busy each day for about a week and a half. I wish I had a boyfriend. A guy who will comfort and trust me, who will want, who will want and do anything to hang around me. Some suggestions for guys could be Aaron, Cam, or even Colin. <laughs> who are these guys? I don't remember these guys. Some, just some suggestions. Um, boredom can make you so sad sometimes and makes you think a lot more about things you need in your life or just don't have. Quote, this is my quote, apparently. Boredom is a beast that lurks inside of you, preventing the joy of peaceful feelings and wondrous emotional activities that scream memory. 
And then I actually had to put by Rachel Rosen in brackets, me, like as if I didn't know who I was. <laughs> what is that? Just in case if there's another Rachel Rosen out there. That exactly. The same. And then, and then, it, and then what I wrote, every day a quote will be written down in this journal when I write to you what, I don't even understand my freaking English here. When I write to you that will be hold the subject explained in the day's written page. What the fuck does that mean? That's like really complicated. <laughs> but then in brackets, I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. So apparently I decided later on, I'm not going to do a quota day anymore. So, right. Um, anyway, it's hard. Like, I mean, this book is just so full of things, but I mean, a lot of duty with boys and, you know, a lot of very dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've done in my life doesn't interest me. I never really get into them. Please somebody tell me when I'll find uh, a hobby or occupation that I really enjoy. Well, everyone knows I'd love to act. Apparently, okay, I don't even remember that about myself. I wonder if that's my real interest. Hopefully one day I'll find out the truth. Like in X-Files, the truth is out there. Now I believe this statement is totally the truth, but... What I also believe is that no one ever finds the truth, not the real truth. People go on obsessing about a famous guy or girl, but these people could be just plain jerks or assholes. Like, everyone's done it, so have I, and I still am. I don't even know what the heck I'm talking about. Then I'm talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, Gavin Rosdale tells you about the times because Gavin Rosdale was in Bush. That was a huge band at the time. Ryder Strong. I'm dating myself. Like, whoever... I used to watch Boy Meets World. Ryder Strong was yes, a, I remember a, Boy Meets World. a good looking guy on that. Anyway, I wasn't extreme, like super articulate, it seems, but yeah, I could go on and on. And you know, another time, maybe we should actually like pick things out specifically yeah. because I'm not just going to spend all this time just <laughs> leafing through the best entries. That was just the first entry. Yeah, no kidding, right? It's yeah. amazing how we can reflect on things we wrote, things we said, things we did. And as I just like flip, you know, as I just slip from, from here, um, oh my God, oh my God. I'm, I don't know where this came from, but this is, this is fucking funny. Oh my God. I don't even yeah. know. And I just, I just, I'll tell you something in a sec too, which is quite amusing. Oh my God. Can I can I read this? Because I this is what's interesting. I actually don't know what this came from. It, I'm, it looks like I'm writing a character sketch or something that's inspired okay. by something I watched and I don't know what it is. Yep. Okay. So this is from April 14th, 2009. Okay. Again, I don't think this has anything to do with... I'm just going to read it because I don't okay. know. Okay. Yep. But I'm going to read it in, in the tone that I think I meant to write it. <laughs> It's quiet here in this sunny city. Where's the noise of its, of its residents? My breathing is consistently calm, but my emotions are sporadic. I bite my lower lip and shiver in fear. What a juxtaposition it is that I'm warm and sweaty. What do you look like now? Three and a, three and a, half, three and a half years is a long time. I think I have a vision of where you are, what you're doing, or how you're feeling at least. My mind is numb. I see and hear, yet my brain won't register. I can't bear to show my face. Others burn my eyes. They tell me all truth. I lie here silently thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing here? 
where else am I supposed to go? I don't want to be stuck at home. I want to run away somewhere to a place I can call my space. Don't fade away. Just look at me. Hold my hands tightly. Whatever it is I have to do, I know I mustn't lose you. After all that we have been through, how could I throw it away? Whatever you say, I'm not going anywhere because I'm here to stay. You've never had someone teach you the right way. Let me guide you to a place where you and you only belong. This continues on this side as well. Wow. Um, I will be waiting for you on the other side. You've no reason to be afraid. Don't hide in the fears casted by your shadows. Otherwise, they'll consume you alive and all chances of retaining your innocence. Don't even bother with it, as innocence isn't presently on the market. The only thing that's market price is the same Twinkies, except never freshly out of the oven. Only baked on, <laughs> only, only baked on weed. Where's the other alternative kids on the block? There's obviously someone prancing around Davy with the IQ higher than their, than their, waist, than their waistline, I think. Then here's where it changes the tone, which is, I don't know where it came. Maybe I felt really depressed and I was like, I'm going to change my mood. So I'm like, okay, girls. So like, seriously, I don't know what to choose. I mean, like Chad said, he was going to ask me an important question when he takes me to dinner. (laughs) I don't want to totally let him down. Like he's like the most especially thing ever. And he like, seriously was recommended by Perez and Paris, bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. Cecilia's girlfriends, Gigi and Verona, were obsessing over their instantly perm-balanced highlights as that other hands were caught up in their pink cotton candy bubblegum. Random ass. Totally random. But it sounds like you, did you ever want to be um, a writer? Yeah, I did want to be a writer. I thought about being a writer, more of a self-archivist kind of writer. Yeah. Capturing my story in a memoirs and stuff and I at times would go through periods short periods of manic hysteria where I would jot down as much as I could about my history and years of life or different years of school or however I could compartmentalize it so I could actually make chapters by the year of each year and each age I went through well that's you know it's it's interesting because I'm looking and it's what, what we're reading out is very different because mine is from like a kid essentially yours is just is definitely from a little bit of an older older adolescent from um, this book, it looks like it for sure yeah and so and, and I definitely have I've got entries like that too um from I actually those are probably even more more accessible but I was going back a little bit further to being a kid um you know just thinking the world has it out for you all the time and uh especially your parents and your whole family and everyone sucks and all that kind of stuff but what you know you can tell my my OCD nature because so this I mean you can't see the writing or what's on the page exactly but this entire book almost the whole book is literally from I think it was about two weeks of a vacation we went on two weeks and I wrote this whole book because I wanted to document we went to Disney World when I was in grade seven yeah and I was one of those Again, I'm saying OCD nature because I had to document everything down to like I, what my dad ate for dinner. Wow. Like I wrote down, yeah, dad ate corn and this and that. And um, I documented like the sensations and feelings I had on every single ride. I had to write down 
all the attractions I went to. And I actually do remember that. um, I don't know if it it caused anxiety if I didn't do it, you know, but it was something for some reason I felt compelled to do. Like I had to document my life. And at the end of the day, we went out, you know, in the amusement park and I had to spend, like, I would block out like a certain amount, like half an hour or something, right, right in my journal. I'd have to write down exactly, exactly what I did that day. Like all the rides we were on, like all me. the, yeah. 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 Same with my, I had an iPod touch for a long time and I wrote all my, all my daily and monthly logs, like my journal. I actually would journal about each day in my phone and then eventually I got so obsessed I then stopped completely and I don't know when mm. I continued but yeah it's amazing right How I don't do that anymore but yeah that's email I would email each month of that month of those notes to me and I would journal what I wore what I ate what I did huh. conversation huh. things to remember huh. and then I would email the month to me and then start a new one for that month following I think I did that for a couple of years if not more and I'm saving my email still actually huh yeah very fascinating. So yeah. I'm telling you, there's more and more similarities between you and I <laughs> as we dig up some of this, some I of this stuff. It. I love it. Is there, I have one more thing I can share. Do you have anything else that's on the, like that's a shorter entry that you want to share? As oh, well? that's the thing is I didn't go through those enough to really know what the best thing is necessary to share. I've got my baby book here, which I am not going to show. It's a little bit too personal. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, actually, funny enough, and again, I know people that are listening, you can't see this, but this is, this is, look, you can see that, can you not? That's my dad. Look at how chunky I was. My dad and I. Oh my God. Wow. And we were, I was in the newspaper as a baby in Toronto because he did some sort of um, questionnaire or contest or something like that. Um, yeah, very, um, very cute. Anyway. Okay, so Yes, go for it. Because again, I don't really know where it came from, which is really neat. I don't think it's correlated to the first thing I read about my former youth worker. So Okay, okay. And there's no date on this either. So mm-hmm. an all possessing orb hovers above these ripples casting its winds in all directions. I'm able to see the floating zenith. When have I ever said the word zenith? Never. So floating. You baffle. You just, you, you, I'm astounded by you. I'm astounded by this. Yeah. Yeah. Am I talking about a UFO or I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I'm able to see the floating zenith, simply a backdrop in this. What did I write there? This, this trend. In this tran evil, in this tranquil landscape, Mm. it makes me want to run across the water, feeling the waves resisting my every step. The avians seem to have no trouble. I, a mere human, should have no problem. The reflection casted by the sun symbolizes this radiant walkway. One that most likely can cast me to the other side of the universe. Forgive me. Trust me. I mean this in the most honest, blunt, straightforward manner. I go all day, come home at night, but you don't even notice. Do I even matter in the big picture? This big story you've been fantasizing over and over? 
in a delusional mind, forget it. Good gracious. So like, deep. And then, and, and then I'm, and then I'm going and I'm, you know, going in the opposite direction. There's one more I will read. It's completely like, you know, uh, completely immature and not poetic or articulate or anything like that. So again, I'm about, what am I? 13, 13, 14, 13. Yeah. So <laughs> this is embarrassing actually, just because, I got over this style of music after the fact, but anyway, dear journal, I'm so confused. The Backstreet Boys have taken over my life. As soon as, soon, wait, hold on. as, soon as they've even got you by a hair, that's all they need. Then, they pull you in closer and closer until they've possessed your body and soul. <laughs> I used to think, I used to think I knew the Backstreet Boys. Like I was married to Nick, but now I don't even seem to know them anymore. Like was I even delusional? Like what is this? Are they just putting on an act for the public eye? Are they really the perfect guys you've known to love? Are they really sweet, caring, don't care about what a girl looks like and would never curse or be mean to a single person. I don't even know anymore. And I, and I, even if you ask them, you, could you really trust to get their answer? Could you believe them? Even if they were your best friends, could they be your ying? What the fuck does that mean? I know. Right. Oh God. It seems like, for whatever type of guy anyone goes for or would say would make the perfect guy, there's a Backstreet Boy for you. Anyway, was, there is more, but um, we don't really need to. Way. That's a perfect way to, to end the part first. <laughs> the perfect, part the perfect way to end it is, what is, what is it? It seems like for whatever type of guy anyone goes for, there would be would be a backstreet boy for you so apparently there's a, a type for everyone there's definitely a back alley boy for me right <laughs> that's a weird laugh <laughs> evil <laughs> i don't know what this is <laughs> oh my gosh well that, that was a good ending that was a great ending. A oh. nice bang. Nice big bang. Um, I'm so excited that we could, again, chat. I think we've had some wonderful guests on our show um, as of late, and we're only Agreed. getting started. And Rachel and I both want to make sure we can hop on just the two of us at different times and kind of connect and share some things about ourselves that normally we might not speak of to the public and open that yeah. to you as our audience and for you to know that we're just everyday people. And uh, get, us, get to know us a little bit more, a little yeah, bit better. And being vulnerable and being real, being candid. Oh, I mean, that's 100%. the most real thing that you can be. And I find that that's lacking a lot in people's conscious mind. And that's fine. They just might not naturally be that way. And that's cool. But we are. And so yep. I think it's a privilege that we get to share it. I agreed. I couldn't have said it better myself. And then just to add to that, I think that um, vulnerability yep. for me my, my healing journey has really um, depended on being vulnerable. So that's, mm -hmm. 
and one thing I want to add to that because you just hit it on the head. Mm -hmm. uh, we I was in a um, a meeting, a professional meeting, and one of the the main theme of it was values. And so, mm -hmm. in, when sharing a value that was um, important to me, the two values that I really shared um, were authenticity and vulnerability. Because I think when you look at these two, everything else that might be a synonym or um, a related word or a description to those, those two words are the most important that come down from everything mm -hmm. that might be related to it. If you're authentic and you're vulnerable, then and, and then everything else related to it comes from that. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Thank you. Well, um, one day in the same space, perhaps we'll do an episode, but right now it's all good. I feel like you're right here with me anyway. So you're right here with me too. So lots of love. Thank you for listening or watching and um, we'll come back at you real soon. Yeah. Subscribe and follow everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. Mwah. Mwah.